It's time to play the show. The bell has rung, and that big show might be over. But it's time for us to bring wrestling information you can enjoy with the match predictions, analysis, the ups and downs of professional wrestling, all reaction, some beverage drinking to bring you logic on tap with your good brothers. It's time for you to look into the eyes of Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder on Beer, Blues, and BS. Here we are. We're live. We are. I, you know, man, when the audio on our intro is so quiet, I, I man, you don't even know how to get it. So let's try this again. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a special wrestling review edition of Beer, Blues, and BS. That's right. It's a triple B wrestling review. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how are you doing tonight? Well, Jayco, let me tell you something. Uh, <laughs> one one of these days, I would be better if we could get this damn thing to work. I mean, if we actually had some like, consummate professional running this thing, <laughs> maybe it would work correctly. But no, you you and, and me and them... Everybody, we we are all stuck with us, and I guess that makes me feel okay. <laughs> so welcome, welcome to the Triple B. Uh, we are here. We're doing the thing. Uh, we got lots to talk about. AEW All Elite Wrestling's Double or Nothing 2023. Just got over with about almost half hour ago now. If you're watching us live on the YouTubes and the Twitters, thank you for joining us. We do appreciate it. See some people watching right now. Uh, and if you're watching the replay of this, uh, thank you for the click. Please like, share, and subscribe if you would. We, we would greatly appreciate that. Kidder, I'm, I'm very much glad that you said the name of the pay-per-view because uh, ever since I mistakenly made the wrong graphic because I thought it was a different show, hmm. every time that I have thought about you know the opening tonight, I, I have always said all in. And I'm like, no, wait, it's double or nothing. I just have not been able to wrap my head around it, so I just uh -huh. didn't say it right off the beginning. Right. That's okay. So I, I probably would have screwed that up. And, and it is late, man. Yeah. I yeah. Oh. Mm. Yeah, could have been earlier, but <clears throat> not for this. You know, yeah, you, you had my hopes up. I'm going to share this uh, a little bit. I know where everybody's waiting for us to get to what's on tap, but it, it, I have to share this. I'm sitting down uh, stairs here with my wife. It is like just a little bit around 10 o'clock, and all of a sudden, Kidder sends me a text and says, hey, they're starting the entrances to the main event. I'm like, what is this? We're going to be like rolling early. Yeah. This is gonna be great. I, yeah. I was so geared up. I get down here and it's like ten thirty, and mm -hmm. it's like, oh, just um, just waiting, yeah. just waiting. And I've uh, proceeded to sit here for about an hour, just waiting. Well, hopefully, you got some stuff done. And here's the funny thing: I'm not completely wrong because, like WWE did, they had a double main event. <laughs> The the difference is that the two matches were at least back to back, but still, the last yeah. one is the main event. Let's just agree. Yeah, 
Yeah. Did, did they? I, I, it's been a while, you know, since I've watched. Did they have you know poor Mark Henry do the main event like <laughs> thing twice? Did they? No, no. He's just oh. on Rampage on Friday nights. Mm. Yes. All they, right, they, guys. Should... There's been enough talk. It's time for the main event. And I know they, I could have saved it for later in the show, but it just felt right. You know, they they really should port that over to the to the shows. You know that, that he does that so well, and it is just like instantly become iconic. At they they should just do that for every show. I'm just going to throw that out there. <clears throat> they they probably should. Yes, they they probably should because it would be a little more interesting. And then we would actually know when the main event is here. Yeah. <sighs> so, uh, Kidder, what are we, uh, we should. Well, you know, um, first things first, uh, before we dive into uh, the review, our predictions, our thoughts, our feelings, you know, have a whole kumbaya circle, uh, we got to get to everybody's favorite segment. If you're new to the show, we do a little thing called What's on Tap, where we find out what we're going to be drinking to uh, get us through uh, this evening. So, mm-hmm. uh Kidder, you're going to be the one doing most of the talking. <clears throat> so let's get your vocal cords lubricated first, sir. What are you having tonight as we recap Double or Nothing? Well, I'll tell you what there, Howie Blues. This one's right on the front side there. <laughs> and next to the beverage I had last night and part of the same variety pack. And so it is from Texas Favorite Brewery, the... Spatzel Brewery in Shiner, Texas. Uh, at this point, should be a sponsor of Farva, but uh, I don't think they are yet. This is the Agua Fresca. It's beer brewed with watermelon and lime, as well as natural flavors added. There's, there's a fuzz on my mic. My Get her. I, I, I hate to... to... To tell you this or to bring this up, I know your memory is not as strong as mine. I, I do believe that that is one of the three of the triple beers of doom. I would guess that it is. I believe that was the first one we drank. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, my friend. Well, you know, <clears throat> I do it. I do it for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, government warning, Ball Corporation, uh, 4.5% alcohol by volume contains wheat. It does have the aluminum from Ball Corporation. So there is that and nothing else really, um, of interest on the can and appears the only people that are watching this are us. Most sensible people are probably, uh, you know, going to bed, getting some sleep. They could, but tomorrow's a holiday. Yeah, but you know, most people like get together. They have the all of the uh, family functions, mm. the picnics, all of that. Mm. So, I see. I see. Okay. Well, uh, cheers to you, Howard. It does smell like watermelon and sadness. Um, 
Yep, there's something there. All right, what what are you having? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I knew that one wasn't going to be it. Uh, for anybody who wants to go back and see all three of the uh, Beers of Doom, uh, episode 43 of the podcast is when we consumed those. I looked it up. Uh, Kidder, uh, I got two things here. Um, one, two words because for sh- you? Well, no, two things here. Uh, one, uh, I, I'm going to be drinking this hams oh. because I'm kind of running low on beer. And so I have that. Uh, but Kidder, to get through uh, this long show late here at night, I have a little shot here of uh, ice old salted caramel to try and you know jumpstart the old mind here. So uh, the pain before we even start, man. That's right. Rough. Got going in a little bit numb. So uh, cheers, good sir. Cheers to your sorrow. And yeah. if you want one of those uh, shot glasses yourself. You can get one at beerbluesbs.com right at the bottom of your screen. Just click on merch. I think we have shot glasses. If we don't, just buy a pint glass. Also, this one is clearly from Alaska. (laughs) Okay. There there is that. All right. So let's get into the the meat of this. Uh, If you are new to one of our reviews, a couple things you need to know. Uh, one, we've been watching wrestling a long time, but we are casual fans. We're not the most hardcore. We're not the guys who follow like every bit of news when it comes to wrestling. So if you're looking for like that, uh, you might want to find a different show. But if you're looking for two good guys discussing and breaking this down, sharing our just average show thoughts, you're in the right place. The other part of that is... For years now, Kidder and I have been playing a little game of predictions. So we make predictions before the show about who we think is going to win matches. Sometimes we throw in bonus questions, things like that. And then as the night goes on, we see who gets the most, and that person wins bragging rights. Yes, the old WWE pay-per-view, you know, if they're not going to use it, we might as well claim it. Um, So... However, uh, as the years have gone by and my life has gotten a bit more chaotic, I no longer have time or the ability to catch the show. So uh, with that, Kidder locks in his picks before the show starts. I get to call mine on the fly. And um, usually AEW is especially bad for me because I follow nothing with AEW these days. Um in fact, I, Kidder, I, I didn't even realize that the like championship match was like a fatal four-way until you sent the match card. So that's how out of it I am on it. So this is going to be good. Uh, but we always start, before we dive into the matches themselves, we take and dissect, well, in this case, because they actually put matches on the buy-in, we have to start with the buy-in, the show before the show, don't you know? And uh, for that, I kick it over to to uh, Kidder to get us rolling. That's me. That's me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could get us rolling. I suppose. I, I mean, you know, no. last last minute um, things that I don't need to be doing, but I, I I was trying I was trying to stall. I could see out of the corner of my eye you you futzing with something. So I was I was like, oh, I'll I'll, I'll try and stall. Thanks. You know, I try. Not that I need this show to be longer, Kidder. Bed is calling my name. I'm just going to say it. 
Just, <laughs> just gonna say it. Well, here's the good thing. We're getting there. <laughs> I tell you, you know, there, there's, <clears throat> there, there's so many different things with, with this show, with uh, obviously what we just watched, uh, but also with this show that I enjoy. And if we had more people watching, it would be even better. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. And so, with that, I click export. It's doing its thing. We will shortly have some extra magic. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, I apologize in advance because of this beer and it being not good. So, ah, yes. Here we go. Are you ready for this, Howard? Uh, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat. There you go. Take a look. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, <laughs> I have some things up. Kinder, I always laugh when you, like, point at your, like, screen because, again, I don't have five monitors uh, up and running. I'm disappointed in that, yeah. So so I get, like, a like sliver of the one screen, and so you're always like, see? And I'm like... Uh, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> sure. Well, the good thing is that we are now broadcasting in 1080p because... Google brought us up into the 1080p world, and so thank you for that resolution. And as Howard Blues astutely mentioned, it is time for AEW Double or Nothing. And unlike WWE and their lack of entertainment during the kickoff show, AEW still rolls with it. Now, here's what we do. I, uh, we both make predictions, but I lock them in before the show airs. I send him over to Howard. He just described this. I, I did. This is, this this is, is what happens. This is what, I, this is what I said while I was stalling. <laughs> Take another drink. I, I, I saw somebody join uh, the YouTube, so um, thanks. <laughs> and now because of that, they left. Uh, all right. So double or nothing, the buy-in starts. Bam. Uh, there is this idiot, RJ City. And I am not afraid to use the word idiot because he is a terrible backstage interviewer. I don't know what hole he crawled out of, but I wish he would just go away because he's not funny. I mean, a lot of people don't think that we're funny either, but we're on YouTube, so we can do what we want. They also had the opening ceremonies for the Owen Hart Memorial Cup. That will begin on the Canadian tour for AEW Collision. That's coming up here in a couple weeks. Also, they started the show with the uh, three-on-three, the trios match. Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, and Hook versus Ethan Page, Austin Gunn, and Colton Gunn. I picked the Hardys and Hook for this match. That's uh, that's a good call, Kidder. And uh, you know what? It's actually the same call I was going to go with. I 
I think that uh, with all of the issues that we've been seeing out of Jeff Hardy, I don't know how much longer these guys are going to go. And I think they're going to try and make one last run in AEW, maybe maybe get the tag titles at some point, And uh, this might be a good launching spot for that. So, yeah. yeah. Perfect. <clears throat> well, uh, stipulation for this match as well that if the Hardys win they take i.e. Matt takes control of Ethan Page's contract so right off the top they're all over the place uh, they're going at each other and uh, Hook comes in and clears the the ring a little bit like Hook does <clears throat> then Matt comes into the ring. He starts blasting both the guns. And Ethan Page would tell he's worn down by the three of them. But then Hot Tag Jeff Hardy sends him on a frenzy. And then he also unleashes fury onto the guns. Uh, there was a slip of the ropes. And Jeff ended up uh, kind of fumbling there, which looked kind of kind of crappy. Uh, but uh, Ethan Page took advantage of that till Hook tagged back in, and then uh, he went to town on Ethan Page and hit a fisherman suplex. One, uh, some cross face punches by Hook, and uh, they're going back and forth again, countered uh, by Page, and then Hook locked in the cross arm bar breaker till Colton broke that up. Uh, Hook ended up. Ducking a double clothesline, and Matt Hardy got his tag in. Sets up the poetry in motion from Jeff, who climbed up but was intercepted. Then uh, 310 to Yuma was hit on Matt Hardy, but the pinfall broken up by a huge swanton bomb by Jeff Hardy. And Hook gets tagged in. And then Paige gets tagged in on the other side for another hot tag. Guns stop, Hook, but are intercepted by the Hardys, leaving them and Hook in the ring with uh, Ethan Page, who gets locked into the red room and taps out your winner via submission, the Hardys and Hook. Mm. Yeah. So that's the only real match that happened on the, the uh, buy-in. I say that because tonight's main event, the main show, was started by the 21-man Blackjack Battle Royal for the AEW International Championship. They started making the uh, or airing and uh, having the entrances occur about 10 minutes before the start of the main show. And so, got a little video package, some pyro, and by video package, I mean it wasn't an actual, like, open to the show. It was just a, a little, tonight's got to be a big show, and then the pyro, and that was about it. So, 21-man battle jack, or blackjack battle royal, if I remember to read it correctly. I uh, also want to mention... As I pull up uh, my other window, that the Hardys and Hook versus Ethan Page and the Guns match was 15 minutes, 10 seconds. Yeah. There you go. 
All right, so on to the main show. The first match again, the Battle Royal. It's 22 minutes, 25 seconds. My pick is Orange Cassidy to retain the international championship. Mm. Uh, here, I... I'm going to have a really hard time picking somebody on this one, aren't I? Uh... Um, you know what? Uh, I'm I'm just gonna go. I was dead. Can can I, can I ask you somebody who is in there? All right. Uh, we have Kip Sabian, Big Bill, who you may remember from WWE, Commander Lee Moriarty, Brian Cage, Tony Nese, Bandito, Aria Davari. Uh, we also have <clears throat> Swerve Strickland, Dustin Rhodes, the Lucha Brothers, and Ricky Starks, Keith Lee. Uh, there's there there, there are uh, more because that's only about ten. Uh, Jay White is in there. Uh, you know what? I'll uh, I'll take Jay White. I, I mean, I'm just picking, man. I, okay. I actually was going to pick Ricky Starks, but you know what? Um, I have a history on this show of uh, hmm. not picking Ricky Starks. So okay. I remembered I had the list elsewhere. So here, Orange Cassidy, Blade, Butcher, Bandito, Commander, Lee Moriarty, Big Bill Morrissey, Ari Davari, Tony Nese, Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, Kip Sabian, Ray Phoenix, uh, Penta, Swerve Strickland, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Jay White, Juice Robinson, Keith Lee, and Dustin Rhodes. That's uh, the official list, or uh, almost official list, of the people who were announced to be in the match before it aired. So... If you'd like to reevaluate, there's a listing for you. Ah, you know what? I've, I've already made my pick, so I'll stick with it. Oh. Well, he's sticking with it. Good for you. <laughs> Way to stick with it. Good job. Well, you know. It, I mean, listen, it, it, it's a point. Uh, sure. We'll just, we'll just see what comes out of it. Okay, so 22 minutes, 25 seconds. I will try and make this much shorter than that. A lot of them were standing in the ring, but about half the competitors were standing outside the ring, including Swerve Strickland standing up on the ring with the uh, moguls, who uh, is his group. All right, so uh, the ones in the ring start going at it. Uh, Tony Nese, Josh Woods were eliminated pretty early on by the Lucha Brothers. <clears throat> and uh, again, as I mentioned, Swerve and Cage were standing on the outside. Well, uh, the rest of the firm went into the ring. Uh, Cage ended up going in and uh, got rid of Commander, hit a German suplex on both Lucha Brothers. That's two. Uh, Cage Monkey ended up flipping Bandito out of the corner 
and he powerbombed Commander. Luchador's command uh, cornered Jay White as Commander, ran the ropes, but White threw him off, and he hit the floor, so he's out. Starks got dumped over the top, but barely makes it back to the ring. Ends up uh, triple power bomb and choke slam by the best friends to Sabian, and he's gone. Keith Lee and Cage have paired up, and Lee drops him a giant elbow. By the way, if uh, anybody watching or listening has comments, thoughts, concerns on the show, your perspective, please drop them in the comments so then we can share them on the show here as we go. We'd love to share your thoughts because I don't see any thoughts and comments from Marco yet, <laughs> which he <laughs> shared a video with me. I have to send that to you. So remind me <clears throat> to share that with you. All right. So uh, Keith Lee and Cage, uh, again, they're paired up. Now Swerve ran in and jumped Lee from behind, and then they started hitting each other with some big hits. Uh, Swerve tries to hit a Hurricane Rana, but Keith Lee catches him and tosses him uh, before crushing Cage in the corner. And then there's a huge enziguri by Swerve and the Tour of Islands in return by Keith Lee. Double super kicks. Super party there, or super kick party. Uh, by or To the butcher. By the Lucha Brothers, a big butch. Oh, he's gone. Yep, he gone. Moriarty then hits the big boot, sends Bandito to the floor. He's out. Moriarty and Trent start fighting on the apron, and Trent tosses him with a half suplex. Now he's out. Big Bill going to hit Cassidy with the big boot, but Trent pushes him out of the way, takes the boot, and gets eliminated, taking the bullet from that. Cage gets, uh, eliminates uh, Keith Lee from behind, and... Uh, Dusted Rhodes hits crossroads on Cage, but Swerve makes the save for him. And then uh, Bullet Club Gold eliminate Bandito, but Stark stumps Juice Robinson. Uh, White and Penta square off. And then Blade Runner by Jay White. White tries to toss Penta, but Ricky Starks cuts him off with a spear. Starks eliminates Jay White. Robinson then pulls Starks out, eliminating him. <clears throat> yeah. Big Bill tosses Starks, but Starks uh, gets out of that, fires back. Bill blasts him in the face uh, with a huge boot, and uh, then he's eliminated too. So Dustin hits a running Canadian destroyer on Cage on the apron. It looked like it hurt. Cage is out, and Swerve... Well, he hits Dustin and uh, makes him pay for it. So Swerve, Cassidy, Big Bill are the three left. Again, super kick party. Everybody goes down. Uh, Penta was in there too. Hits a sling sling blade on Swerve and a lung blower to Cassidy by Penta. Penta tries to chop Big Bill down with leg kicks, but a huge boot. The Lariat sent Penta out and out of the match. Swerve sends Cassidy into a huge boss man slam. Then Swerve and Bill argue about who's going to toss out Cassidy. Bill gorilla presses him, and Swerve then dumps Bill. So Cassidy and Swerve trade elimination attempts. They're the last two remaining. Your 
survivors, if you will. Stun dog millionaire by Cassidy to swerve, and then the swerve kick and response. And then Prince Nana trips up Cassidy, which allows Swerve to hit the Swerve stop off the top. Swerve puts Cassidy's hands in his pocket for him, but Cassidy counters as he gets picked up by a pair of satellite DDTs. Cassidy connects with our punch. Swerve is on the apron. Swerve drags Cassidy to the apron. Now both men are in trouble. There's a, a huge attempt at Swerve to really end the match, but Orange Cassidy fights out of it. Now Nana's on the side again. She grabs Cassidy's leg. And Swerve knees him in the face. But Cassidy sits up on the apron. Swerve looks for the Swerve stomp off the middle rope. But Cassidy gets his boots up, hurting Swerve. Swerve is holding on by a single hand. Cassidy looks like he's going to go for the orange punch. But instead just taps Swerve's hand with his foot. Uh, and Swerve falls and hits the floor. And the winner and still AEW International Champion is Orange Cassidy. Lots of stuff happening in that. Yeah, that uh, sounds like quite the match. And uh, yeah, quite a few people in there, quite a few contenders. And mm -hmm. interesting to see that they're going to continue to roll with Orange Cassidy in that. I mean, listen, I like Orange Cassidy. I'm the guy who introduced you to Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Um, I just, we, you know, with his talent, but he's got just such a great kind of almost comedic gimmick. You kind of wonder, like, him winning a gauntlet like this. I mean, it's pretty impressive. It's not something I would have thought. So, yep. Good good for him. I'm, this is, it's one that I, I don't mind getting wrong, Kidder. I'm, I'm okay. Like it, like it. <laughs> All right, <coughs> that was twenty-two minutes twenty-five seconds. Match number three of the evening. This is an unsanctioned match. It is Chris Jericho with the Jericho Appreciation Society versus Adam Cole and Roderick uh, Strong, and it also features Sabu. The special enforcer. Are you a Sabu fan? Not really. Okay. Um, with this, I think it's got to be Adam Cole. I mean, I, I think they want to build him up if they're going to ever use him for anything else. He was the, you know, he kind of had that win because he won the uh, Owen Hart tournament last year and then was injured mm -hmm. and it's kind of I haven't really heard of him having much of a like restart now that he's back so I think that he needs a good kind of push to do it and Jericho is a good guy to to give him that push so I'm going to go with uh, Adam Cole I as well went with Adam Cole baby so this starts out as a complete cluster this match was 17 minutes long. <laughs> the fact they had Sabu there as the special guest enforcer really didn't do much. Yeah. So, uh, interestingly enough, uh, JR, Jim Ross, good old JR, he's on commentary. 
And uh, JS ended up taking out uh, Roderick and Sabu as Sabu was uh, dueling with Chris Jericho with chairs. JR's uh, by ringside there, and he's yelling, Hey, hey, stupid! I don't know. Uh, Sabu ended up awkwardly putting Menard, Matt Menard through a table, and then everybody else winded, wound up in the back, and then suddenly it's a one-on-one -on -one between Jericho and Cole. Jim Ross gets back on uh, as he's continuing commentary and wonders why the referee or special enforcer, Sabu, is putting people through a table before Excalibur reminds him that Sabu is not the referee. <laughs> Where are we? What is going on? Uh, Jericho got a huge suplex off the apron to the floor before taking Cole into the steel steps. They're brawling back and forth, and then Jericho got a body block and uh, attempted the lion salt, but Cole super kicked the leg to get out. Cole's trying to do the Panama sunrise, but Jericho countered into the lion tamer. Cole got to the ropes, but of course, there's no rules. So, no rope break. Cole reached underneath the ring, then uh, grabbed a fire extinguisher and sprayed Jericho in the face. It didn't quite go right away because Cole couldn't figure out how to hit the uh, handle the right way at the right time, and so the spot was a little awkwardly long. Yeah. <laughs> um, after that, uh, Jericho didn't let go, so Cole ended up throwing the uh, fire extinguisher into Jericho's face and then uh, rolled him up for a two-count. Jericho came up a little uh, weak on his knee. Cole hit the ropes and then comes into a code breaker. Two-count. Jericho looks under the ring, grabs a kendo stick. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here comes the DMD herself, Britt Baker, out with a giant kendo stick. Baker hops into the ring and starts laying into Jericho with some vicious shots. And suddenly, Soraya comes running out to try and make a stop. Uh, this is stuff that happened on Dynamite this past week, where yeah. uh, uh, they, they were kind of fighting. And even a couple weeks ago is where it really Really started. Anyway, uh, Baker and Soraya ended up fighting their way to the back. Cole uses a different kendo stick, hits a backstabber, another two count. Cole goes up to the top ropes, but Jericho hits him with a chair. Through the chair, Adam, a la Sabu. I would say that would be more of the appearance from Sabu than Sabu himself. Uh, Cole ended up falling from the top rope through a table on the floor. Jericho grabbed a chain from under the ring, and Cole hits him in the stomach with it, even though Jericho had grabbed it first, and then DDTs him onto the chain. Then Cole handcuffs Jericho to the chain and to himself. Yeah, so now we're in a dog collar match. Uh, Cole hits a Panama Sunrise. A very long two count. Jericho hits Cole in the face with the chain, and now he's whipping him with it. Jericho looks for a uh, wrapped, uh, chain wrapped, that is, Judas effect, but Cole ducks, but Jericho wraps the chain around his own neck. 
So Cole uses the turnbuckle, backflip over the top, hits him with two super kicks to the face. Cole lowers the boom, and then Cole wraps the chain around his knee because now it has come loose. Lowers the boom one more time, hitting Jericho with the running knee. Cole mounts him and delivers some ground a pound. And then Aubrey Edwards comes in and stops the match, making the official end result. Referee stoppage, but Adam Cole is deemed the winner. Uh, this was all over the place, as you could understand. Um, it was kind of underwhelming to say the least but um yeah yeah that was 17 minutes you know um which is a long chunk of time for a hardcore match uh 17 minutes i mean it sounds like a lot of stuff happened but it sounds kind of like a lot of ridiculous stuff happened and i i don't know kidder i Again, I haven't been following. Uh, I don't know that this rivalry maybe really depended on this stipulation. You know, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It sounded like they just needed a hardcore match. And, you know, I, uh, at least a hardcore match allows Jericho to hide maybe some of the fact that he's not as fast as he used to be, you know. But, yeah, I don't like the uh, referee stoppage. It just, it's not really like a clear-cut winner. In their rules, a, it is. Because it yeah. was an unsanctioned match. I Right. I just mean for, like, storytelling <laughs> uh, yeah. purposes. It's pretty uh, Yeah. I mean, unless you're going to continue to have them feud... But the thing about AEW is you only do really four pay-per-views a year. So if you're not, you know, the pay-per-view should be ending things. It should be the clear-cut end. And so that's why this is weird. Because mm -hmm. it's like, it's an ending that could be contested. We could have another match. But the next pay-per-view isn't for a while. So, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, a couple months, because I think it's in July. I don't know. In England. That's all in. That's that's the one you want. That's the one I keep thinking was this weekend. We're not there yet. Yeah. I think it's because all the news I heard like about AEW has been about all in and the ticket sales and all of that. So that's why it's like in my head, like, because that's all I've been hearing. I had heard nothing about double or nothing. So that's mm -hmm. maybe why I don't think about it. Sure. Thought theory. Anyway, what's next, Skitter? What what happened after this match? All right. Number uh, four officially on the card for the entirety of the show. It is for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. And that is... The champions, FTR, Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal with Karen Jarrett, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh. 
Mark Briscoe is the special guest referee for this. I chose FTR. Uh, I, too, am choosing FTR because I'm a fan of FTR. Yeah. And top guys out. I, yeah. Oh. I want to see them continue. So. <laughs> oh. I mean, I could do that. I just have to use a thumb. I don't have a fancy <laughs> flip screen. You know, <laughs> there's. I guess I could hold like my phone up. Maybe, yeah. maybe there we go. There we go. Anyway, yeah. that that joke is old. Um. Anyway, <laughs> we're gonna gonna have people like leaving finally leaving comments for, like they're good, but they easily are distracted. That's <laughs> so what happens when we do reviews at midnight. midnight. At least we would get comments. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, by the way, please subscribe. Thanks. Um. Here we go. This match. 20 minutes exactly. It's a really good match. So right away, shoulder block by Lethal and a quick roll-up. Trying to go for the count. Briscoe does a slow count. People don't like that and start booing. Jay Lethal starts working Dax over in the corner with some chops. Huge chops. Uh, Dax starts going back at Jay Lethal. And the chops that Dax are, is laying are about a hundred level, and Jay Lethal's hitting about a ten level. <laughs> just, just the sound of them. Whap, whap. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Jarrett comes over. They start double teaming Dax. Uh, Dax comes off the top rope with a crossbody, though, putting a stop to that. And then there's stereo sharpshooters by FTR, but Jarrett and Lethal get to the ropes, so of course, rope break. There's a double back body drop, sends Lethal flying uh, with the noggin knocker on the floor by FTR. So they pull him back into the ring, and Jay Lethal sends Cash Wheeler into the ropes, and Jarrett low bridges him, which sends him over to the floor. Okay? So... Uh, an interesting side point uh, throughout uh, the parts first half of the show because J JR was there for only half the show. Uh, every time somebody came to the announce desk and, and touched it or moved it, Jim Ross like announce desk just going off. So it's kind of humorous because he was getting angry every time somebody came over to the desk and you know moved something. Anyway. Uh, Cash gets uh, into some trouble because Jarrett hit a Russian leg sweep behind Mark Briscoe's back. There's a boot to the stomach by Jarrett and a swinging neck breaker by Jay Lethal, who is now the legal man. Cash hits a back suplex uh, to get out of a headlock, but Lethal sends Dax flying from the apron. Now, there's nobody in the corner for Cash to tag in as Lethal hits a dragon screw leg whip. Lethal locks in a figure four, but Dax comes off the top with a headbutt to Lethal to break it up. Dax gets the hot tag, clears the ring before Lethal, uh, turning Lethal inside out with a short arm clothesline. And then a German suplex by Dax to Lethal. One. And then guess what? Another two. <laughs> and then a sheer drop brain buster and a two. Count for Jay Lethal. Huh? I almost got you. You thought there was another one. 
Lethal starts fighting back, connects with the, the lethal combination as both men are down. Lethal looks to go up to the top, but Dax catches him. Both men trade shots until Dax comes off with a huge superplex. Dax holds on, lifts up Lethal into a powerbomb as Cash comes off the top. A doomsday powerbomb. Bam! And a two again. Now, Sanjay Dutt comes up to the ring, and he starts to interfere, but Mark Briscoe sees him doing it and sends him the hell out of here. Well, Jarrett has a guitar. He comes into the ring. He's going to hit uh, Dax, but instead blasts, blasts Mark Briscoe and knocks him out. Yeah, so now he's toast. So FTR hits a big rig to Jeff Jarrett, but of course there's no ref. Now Aubrey Edwards comes running down to the ring, but Sanjay Dutt stops her because he hadn't actually left ringside. So Aubrey tries to get around him, and she's yelling at him, but he wouldn't let her through. Keeps blocking her. Karen comes over with another guitar and blasts Aubrey with a guitar. Yeah. So then, back in the ring, there's a double lethal injection by Jay Lethal on FTR. No referee. Jeff Jarrett holds Dax, and Jay Lethal uh, has the championship belt, but Dax ends up fi fighting out of that. Uh, gets hit with a pile driver. Uh, Lethal does, that is. But uh, Jeff Jarrett hits Dax with one of the belts and then hits him with the stroke, which looks like a stupid Russian leg sweep. Did you did you notice that from, from uh, Jeff Jarrett? Uh, finisher of the stroke you know I haven't seen a Jeff Jarrett match since like 1995 I'm sure it's the same thing I right but like like and even at that point like that was still like when the road dog was his roadie mm, yes. you know and they were doing the whole thing about his uh, you know his song and trying to break into country music and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah he still hasn't done it well you know what do you think his budget is on guitars hmm. yeah fdr hmm. made a made a funny point about that this past wednesday though how uh he's broken a million guitars but still hasn't uh won anything decent basically <clears throat> so that the the better joke would be that you know um he's he's broken a million guitars and has still yet to get a hit yeah. <clears throat> sorry this is blocking my humor that the drink is um <clears throat> so sanjay ends up waking up mark briscoe and a slow two count Jeff Jarrett is furious with Mark and starts yelling at him in the corner before slapping him in the face. And then Mark slaps Jarrett back and right into the big rig for the one, two, and three. 
the winners and still AEW World Tag Team Champions, FTR. Yeah. Yes. Uh, love watching FTR go to work. Very good. Very good. I, you know, it's rare to see them have a bad match. So mm-hmm. it, it, those guys are just great. I I hate how their WWE main run went because <laughs> at least I got to see him in person. <laughs> yeah, because but I twice. I, you know, with the kind of lack of like tag teams that WWE has right now, you could have something good with them. But yeah, at least now they're having success. Yeah. So. The, like winning a tag team in the past decade at least yeah so after the match uh, that 20 minutes there we go backstage and Ricky Starks doing an interview and he suddenly gets jumped by the Bullet Club Gold just like last week but FTR who had just finished their match come to the back and make the save and tell him to go get checked out Time for match number five. It is a ladder match for the AEW TNT Championship. Your champion, Wardlow, versus Christian Cage. I went out on a limb and chose Christian Cage. Mm. That, uh, That is out on a limb. And while Christian Cage is an expert at the old ladder match... I just I don't think he's going to do it with Wardlow. Um, I also think they need to do something with Wardlow. I think he's kind of had a a bad run since his whole thing with MJF. Um, he's kind of just fizzled, and so I think they need to start rebuilding him. And here's a great chance to do it: have a great classic match with Christian Cage, but Wardlow needs to retain the title. Okay, so. seventeen minutes ten seconds, and we're off. <clears throat> right away, Wardlow grabs a ladder. Christian ends up uh, going to the outside and uh, tries to hit Wardlow, but he uses a ladder to block it. Wardlow goes over, sets up a table, and he has taken control of Christian, lays him onto the table. Wardlow heads up to the top. Looks like he's going to hit a swanton, but Christian gets off the table, and Wardlow jumps down. The fight continues to the outside of the ring. Christian starts jabbing Wardlow in the stomach with another ladder and then bridges it between the ring apron and the guardrail. They're fighting back and forth, and uh, Christian ends up uh, being put on top of the ladder, And then Wardlow comes up to the top, but Christian uh, moves out of the way and then shakes the ladder. So then Wardlow falls between the uh, rungs of the ladder and has the mini Wardlows crunched. Yeah. Uh, So Christian goes sets up another ladder in the ring. Wardlow gets into the ring to try and prevent Christian climbing up. And Christian starts fighting them off like an ordinary ladder match. They're going back and forth. Wardlow ended up dumping the ladder, tries to climb it himself. But Christian had 
grab the ladder. They're up, they're down. They're up, they're down. They fight, they're down. They're up, they're down. That's <sighs> basically the you know ten minutes of of this match. Uh, so one interesting thing: Christian climbs up to the top of the ladder. He's touching the belt, trying to grab it. Wardlow shakes the ladder and catches Christian mid-air and then hits him with a power slam. Uh, so that was pretty sweet. Then Wardlow picks him up and put Christian in an airplane spin military slam and then drops Christian on top of another ladder. So Wardlow attempts to climb the ladder and he's touched the belt and then Luchasaurus comes walking out. Luchasaurus rolls Christian into the ring. Christian is able to catch Wardlow with a diving reverse DDT from the ladder. Christian charges, but Wardlow counters with an Alabama slam on the ladder. It looked like it hurt. Wardlow goes up top, but Christian moves, and Wardlow swanton bombs the ladder instead. So Wardlow's down, and now... The enforcer himself, Arn Anderson, comes waddling down to the ring. Uh, he starts telling him some advice. Wardlow jumps up from the top rope to the ladder, but the ladder takes a crap and buckles underneath both of them and sends Christian to the top rope over the top and Wardlow onto the ring mat. Wardlow looks for a ladder, but Luchasaurus is there and hits him with a choke slam. Suddenly, Arn Anderson is there, and Luchasaurus comes uh, at him. But Arn grabs his uh, Luchasaurus' hand and then bites his thumb off. Blood guts everywhere. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so anyway, um, everybody's on the outside. Wardlow lays into Luchasaurus with a chair before setting him up on a table. Wardlow climbs up onto a 25-foot ladder, comes to the top of it, and hits a huge senton through the table. He was way up there. It had to have been twenty-five foot ladder. He, it was crazy. So Christian uh, sees that Wardlow is in the wreckage. There sets up a ladder in the ring. He's climbing up, but Arn Anderson is there. Tips the ladder as Christian is falling. Wardlow catches him mid-air, hits him in the, uh, right into a power bomb. Wardlow climbs up, ret retrieves the the title, and is still your TNT champion. You know, Kidder, uh, listening to you describe this, uh, one, I actually had to look over to where I have your face to see if you were messing with me with the <laughs> bite his thumb off. Because, you know, I, I'm sitting here trying to keep my mind active, doing a little painting and, you know, and focus. And you said that. And I'm like, wait, what? It, uh, is this a joke? Is Kidder to look at your face? I'm like, oh, he's he's dead serious about this. Oh, okay. I don't know how to feel about that. Um, the second thing that I would uh, say with all of this is uh, sounds like a decent match, but man, does it sound like there's a lot of interference, you know, in it. And I, I get 
it's a ladder match, so you can have that. But man, this is like we've had some, a lot of interference, a lot of screwiness. And I'm a little surprised that we have yet to hit our screwy finish of the night. <clears throat> I, I, I'm interested to see where this all goes. <laughs> I, well, here's the, here's the thing. It's like we can't have just one screwy finish of the night anymore. This, that's what it seems. Because in both companies that we follow, it's almost every damn match. There is something screwy with it. This is something screwy. Every every damn match. But not yet. So, there's that. 17 minutes, 10 seconds of your life. All right. On to, uh, let me see, match number six. This is for the AW World Women's Championship. Your champion, Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm. For this one, I, I chose the champ to retain. Uh, um, Hayter's the champ, right? Yes. Um, I, I know it's boring for me to choose the same thing, but I, I, I don't think that they're going to put it on Tony Storm. So, hater it is. Uh, Are you done with that thing finally? Ugh. <clears throat> I know. I mean, I've been talking so long. I need some water to wash that crap down. <laughs> hmm. Apparently, two viewers were disappointed in me drinking that too as they left. all right so with the picks in this match is three minutes five seconds and tony storm makes her way down to the ring here she is now jamie hater's music plays but jamie hater does not appear then her music starts playing again and they go let's try this again and hater gets thrown out from the uh tunnel area and the outcasts the other two of them are beating the crap out of her soraya and ruby 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 soho are there beating the crap out of her from the locker room to the ramp and storm ends up coming down to meet them and starts beating them up uh, beating her up too so storm drop kicks the injured shoulder into the steel steps and they really start stretching out her shoulder and her arm and make a big deal out of it. They throw Jamie into the ring and the match starts. So here we go. Right away. Uh, you could tell that Jamie haters hurt. Uh, Britt Baker ends up coming out and takes out Soraya. They start fighting and they go to the back again for the second time in the show. So at this point, Jamie Hayter bumps Tony Storm into the referee, Paul Turner. And there's no turnbuckle pad there because Ruby Soho, or no, so that at this point, before she left, Soraya had removed that turnbuckle. But he is indestructible, unlike WWE officials, and he's mostly fine. So Jamie Hayter hits the Hayter, uh, Hayter breaker, but gets a two count. Now, Hikaru Shida comes out 
and takes out Ruby Soho, but this is after she cut apart the other turnbuckle pad. So Jamie Hayter hits a Haterade, but she uses the bad shoulder, gets a two count. Storm sends Hater into that exposed turnbuckle, and uh, unlike the official, she does not have the magic padding. Hit to Storm Zero, one, two, and three. The winner and new AEW Women's World Champion is Tony Storm. And yes, as you're discussing and talking about, hell, we might as well do it. Bam! Oh, crap. There's stuff over the top. Hold on. There it is. Let's just do it. The screwy finish of the night. There you go. It is what it is. Yeah, that uh, that sounds like a very screwy finish. And uh, and just because it didn't appear, you know, without stuff over it or behind it, I'm going to do it again. Bam! There it is. <laughs> you see it twice. Why? Because because I can. And because we have the graphic. Yeah, we have the graphic. <laughs> Thanks, graphics team, for making that. <laughs> there, there was too much crap going on with that one. Uh, apparently, Jamie Hayter has a legitimate injury, and so there you go. Yeah. Um, again, since I don't follow anything, I didn't realize she was injured, so... Gosh, I didn't. I gotta do better about following this stuff. (laughs) Yeah, damn it. Mm. Mm. Okay, on to match number eight. This is the open house rule six man tag team match for the AEW World Trios Championship. The House of Black, featuring, of course, Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews, your champions. Uh, also with Julia Hart accompanying them to the ring versus question mark. <clears throat> it was an open challenge. Uh, got an idea of it uh, earlier today when I finally watched Dynamite that the acclaimed would be challenging them for the trios championship tonight. And that's who it was. The acclaimed and daddy ass. Hmm. Yeah, so I chose the House of Black. Really? I would have thought you would have gone with the Acclaimed. Uh, This was House of Black versus Question Mark at the time. So Mm. I went with House of Black. And I didn't feel like making a bonus question of who's the challenger? That's... uh... Well, that's fine. Because uh, in AEW, I, they actually have a bunch of trios. Yeah, they, they, they do. That it could have could have been anybody. Could have been anybody. <clears throat> it could have um, been us. We could have found like Nico or Ruboy Kyle. Hell, we could have yeah. grabbed Big D too. But I, I was going to say Big D lose. would be the obvious uh, choice oh. there. <laughs> We just could send him in, and you and I would just sit on the uh, the ring and drink beer. <clears throat> All right. Until it's time for me to go and stunner everybody. <laughs> uh, I, I, too, was going to take House of Black because I like the House of Black. And I'm not a fan of the Acclaimed. Oh, but everybody loves the Acclaimed. Uh, clearly, that's not true. 
<laughs> so as you know, they rap, the acclaimed, they rap when they come out to the ring before their match. Mm-hmm. And they made a hilarious poke at Buddy Matthews and uh, getting, um, shall we say, <clears throat> well, I guess the official word is cucked <laughs> by a guy named Dominic. <laughs> so, i.e. throwing shade at Rhea Ripley and Dominic. I, I was laughing at that. All right, so they're in there. This is the house rules. The acclaimed uh, decided that they did not request an actual rule or stipulation of their own because that is part of the house rules that the House of Black has for the trio's championship. I could go into it more, but it would take more time to explain than needed. This match was 15 minutes, 30 seconds. Here we go. Bowens and Black go after each other right away, but Matthews comes in pretty quick afterward, hits a straight armbar on Bowens. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then there's a Kitaro crusher by Bowens and a drop kick to the face. A back suplex by Matt Caster to Matthews on the apron. Looks like that hurt. Then Caster comes back in, runs into a big boot by Black and a big lariat by Brody King. Bowens gets a tag and it's a scissor me timbers to Black, but Black catches the ankle, locks in the straight ankle lock. Matthews takes out Caster on the outside as King runs daddy ass into the steel steps. Bowens barely fights his way out, counters the uh, Ushigoroshi. Both men are down at this point, but Bowen's knee is in a is in bad shape. Black locks in the ankle lock again. Matthews comes off the top with a meteora to Bowen's. Black works over the knee of Bowen's, who's able to muster up a super kick, but once again gets cut off by Black. Matthews comes in and brings the knee down of the top ropes on Bowen's injured knee. Matthews tries again, but gets... Dumped over the top rope. Brody King cuts off Bowens and hits a senton. And uh, Taz says, It's like a bathtub falling on you. Taz, everybody. King uh, gets uh, in the ring, and now he's just blasting Bowens with huge chops and a cannonball in the corner. Goes for the Dante's Inferno, but Bowens gets free and low bridges King. Tosses Matthew over the top and makes the tag to Daddy Ass. But no, Brody King pulls Daddy Ass off the apron. Does not get the tag at this point. Throws him into the guardrail. Then an insecurity to Matthews, but Matthews comes off the top. Hits the anti-air super kick. Now Daddy Ass is back on the apron and now gets the huge hot tag. The crowd, who is sleeping, then goes nuts as Daddy Ass is clearing the ring. He's blasting everybody. He slams Matthews and then a sleeper suplex on Malachi. It's a chop by Brody and then Daddy Ass actually yells F you. 
hits the famouser, or sorry, famasser, if you really want to do it right. Matthews tries to get in the ring, but also gets a famasser through the middle rope, and Daddy Ass tells him to suck it. Daddy Ass turns right around into the black mass. One, two, three. This is over. There it is. The winners and still champions, the House of Black. Why? Because the house always wins. <laughs> I Sounds like uh, at least a decent match, though. Could have been worse. Um... Yeah, if I if I follow that correctly, it was Daddy Ass who took the black mass. Yes, that's fitting. Black ass, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> thank you, everybody. I'll be here all night. Yeah. Hey, Dally Pool. Uh, thanks for stumbling on into the show. Appreciate your watching, and uh, feel free to drop some more comments. And uh, thanks for throwing that initial comment into uh, all of this. Maybe your predictions for the next one. Hey, a question. The biggest future in order, top five. All right. Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, Hook, or Dominic Mysterio? Hmm. Mm. There's, there's one to throw at you there, Howard. What's your thoughts? So the... Re what was the question again? Give me a... Uh, like, uh, who has the biggest future uh, top mm. five there for you? Uh, choosing from Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, Hook, or Dominic Mysterio? Hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I think Hook has a lot of potential. I haven't seen him in a lot. I mean, he's still very new. Mm -hmm. And so for that reason, I think he's got a lot. Um, Dominic has proven that he can get heat, at least when he's been feuding with Ray. But now that that's kind of coming to a close, like, I don't know how long he can maintain that mm -hmm. level. Um, you know. Otherwise, I mean, yeah, both Sammy and Darby continue to be, you know, in the big kind of title picture and in the main story. Yeah. So, I mean, all of these guys have potential, but I, I think Hook's got a lot just because he's, I mean, without really having done a whole lot of wrestling on AEW, like he got over like that. And that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So he's got he's got the chance. I think Jungle Boy and Darby Allen have put on a bunch of uh, top quality matches. Uh, I think either of those could be top contenders for the AEW championship, as obviously our first main event tonight, <laughs> uh, which we'll get to later. But uh, I don't think Dominic Mysterio belongs on that list and uh, even with hook uh way too early for him to be in that consideration uh because it could be good or he could explode and go down and up ball of flames i think I, I, I can agree with that <clears throat> and sammy guevara can be quite the dick but he's still good at wrestling which we'll talk about later 
and obviously Darby <laughs> Allen, Jungle Boy. We'll continue to talk about that a little later too. <clears throat> All right, match number nine on the card. It is for the AEW TBS Championship. Howard's doing his mid-show stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jade Cargill, your champion, with smart Mark Sterling and Layla Gray versus Taya Valkyrie. And I went out on a limb and chose Taya Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to stick with Jade Cargill. Okay. I... I don't think this is the match to um, have her lose. All right. This match is eight minutes and 50 seconds. So uh, let's see. Taya Valkyrie came out first and had a couple of hired strippers of or, or showgirls up on the stage. I don't know what they were going for, but it was kind of like um, Valkyrie or... Some kind of, I, I don't know. It, they were just dancing to the music. Uh, anyway, and then Jade's entrance uh, happened, and it was pretty uh, decent, I suppose, if you like um, rap music. No, I don't know who the rapper was. So if you do, drop that in the comments, please, if you watched it. <clears throat> All right, so here we go. Right away, both women tried to trade finishers. And the reason that I went with Taya Valkyrie for this one is because uh, previously she had been banned from using the, uh, what the hell is it, uh, Road to Valhalla, I think is what it is, or something like that. It's basically the same move as, yes, the Road to Valhalla. It's basically the same as Jade Cargill's finisher. So, anyway, here we go. Right away, they're fighting back and forth. Uh, it ends up going to the outside of the ring. Taya comes off the top of the crossbody and takes out smart Mark Sterling instead of Jade Cargill. Then a bicycle kick by Jade on the floor, and Taya rolls back into the ring. Now there's a running sliding German suplex. One. Back in the ring by Taya as Jade was seated on the middle rope. Taya tries to go up to the top, but Layla Gray is there on the outside and grabs Taya's boot, allowing Jade to attack her from behind. A huge AA spine buster by Jade gets a two count. Now they go to the outside a little bit, and Jade drops Taya throat first on the guardrail. Uh. Now they go back into the ring. Taya hits a rebound lariat on both women, and they go down. So, Jade then grabs a sleeper, but Taya counters into a blue thunderbomb. A la Sami Zayn, maybe they were watching Night of Champions yesterday. That's a two count. Jade looks for a springboard, but Taya counters with a pair of double knees. Then, tries to go for the lung blower, but ends up with a surfboard attempt. Quickly transitions into a huge curb stomp. And then Jade charges, but Taya counters with a spear, hits the road to Valhalla. One, two, very, very close to three. Didn't make the three count. Jade Cargill hits a pump kick in the face of Taya, and then a jaded, and that's one, two, and three. That uh, means that, of course, 
your winner and still TBS champion, Jade Cargill, 60 and 0. So, smart Mark Sterling grabs the microphone and says, there's nobody left for Jade. She can take on anybody. In fact, you know what? We're going to open up another open challenge right now. Music start playing. There it is. Suddenly, bam! Chris Statlander is back. She comes rolling down to the ring. It's official. Chris Statlander versus Jade Cargill for the TBS championship. I immediately called out, I will choose Chris Statlander. You know, uh, I, uh, you know what? I'm going to agree with you on this one, Kidder. Just because of how they're doing this, I, why have the person come out and surprise if they're not going to win? Mm-hmm. So, all right. So this match is 48 seconds for the AWTBS Championship. Chris Statlander versus Jade Cargill with Smart Mark Sterling and Layla Gray. Statlander hits a high kick right away, a running elbow in the corner, and a running knee strike, and then a brain buster by Statlander. Gets countered by Jade, though. Jade hits uh, the pump kick and tries to go for Jaded, but is counted. The overhook tombstone by Chris Statlander puts her into the pin. One, two, and three. She puts the one in 60 and one. Your winner and new AEW uh, TBS champion, Chris Statlander. There you go. A big moment for the night. And Chris is back. Yeah. Yeah. Just the way that that happened, having them appear, even doing the open challenge there. Yeah, it just kind of, why do it if you're not going to mo- change the uh, title? And uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Jade now, because now that the streak is over, what's next? What do you, what can you do with her? Mm-hmm. Is she more than just a streak? Yeah. Yep. I mean, she has some, some better moments, and so hopefully there there will be that... Um opportunity for her to continue (coughs) learning and doing things a little better so before we get to the next match there uh we have uh dally pool what do you guys think of all the online talk that kenny omega is better than kurt angle at his peak i think that's bogus i think uh, kenny omega is highly overrated and uh I think Kurt Angle is way better, not only because he's Kurt freaking Angle, but he won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck, and Kenny Omega has not done that. So there you go. You know, um, I <laughs> I'll put it this way: like I know Kenny Omega has had some amazing matches in like New Japan and such. I just haven't really seen him pull it off in AEW. Mm-hmm. So could he be better than Angle in his prime? Maybe, but I just, I haven't, I haven't seen it, hmm. you know, at least recently. And I, I can't think of any of the matches he's had in AEW that people would immediately go, well, that was an instant classic. 
you know. The one I was at, Full Gear in Minneapolis, where it was Hangman and Kenny Omega, that one was pretty good. You know, they I didn't know Kenny Omega really at that time, and so that was a good match. But then I, I got to hear everybody talking about how great Kenny Omega is and and how he's essentially the Sidney Crosby of wrestling, and I just started hating him for it. <laughs> to be fair, uh, I think you would hate anybody that they compare as the Sidney Crosby of uh, professional wrestling. Yeah, probably. So, And I just draw that comparison. All right, <laughs> on to match 11. This one is 27 minutes, 50 seconds, and it is your first of two main events on the show, which, again, I don't know how they really do that, but it's a four-way match for the AEW World Championship. Uh, oh, okay, last question from Dallypool before we get there. Um, snog, oh, <laughs> who would you... Uh, the old do, marry, or avoid between Stacy Keebler, Tori Wilson, and Trish Stratus. <laughs> I mean, back in, in my single days, I suppose if I had the ability and chance at any of them, let, let's go with any of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I am not really a great person to answer those kind of questions. Uh, well, Howard Blues, I'm sure that if if in your single days back before in the world we're living in now, <laughs> that if one of the three came up to your door, are you Howard Blues? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, I am. Can I come in? <laughs> well, let's face it. Howard Blues has never been that lucky. Ah, uh, well, neither has Mark Ketter. So here we are. <laughs> Thank you very much. Maybe I should close the show. Uh, in case I get murdered tonight, uh, you know where I'm, I'm live. So you don't hear from me from a couple days. Uh, please. <laughs> <clears throat> Send a search party. All right. Uh, thanks for the uh, the question there, Dally Pool. Glad glad we got a couple laughs. Uh, smash that sub button, like you'd <laughs> smash any of the three of them. All right, here we go. Uh, match number ten. It's the four pillars fatal four way for the championship. My choice is Maxwell Jacob Friedman MJF. Well, this is going to get boring because I also was going to choose MJF hmm. because uh, I think that, you know, they're not done with him in that position. <laughs> and they, I just mean, as like the guy in at the top, I think that there's so much more they can do with him. And again, losing it in a four way like this, just. Meh. Yeah. Hmm. You're gonna finally have somebody beat MJF. It it's gotta mean something. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, I should mention that we were also just asked uh, another question from uh, Dally. Oh, uh, boy. To, to make it easier on us. <clears throat> uh, again, same question of, you know, smash, marry, or, or avoid. Jim Cornette, Eric Bischoff, or Vince Russo? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think uh, I'd have to marry Eric Bischoff. I would avoid Vince Russo, and uh, Jim Cornette would be good for one night and then never call him back. <laughs> I haven't had enough alcohol for this. <laughs> I can't I, say. Uh, let me, let me, here, here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it. You're going to help both of us out by taking one for the team? Uh, yes, I know. <clears throat> oh, it's the last of the ice hole. Hmm. Should have just drank it out of the bottle like a classy folk on this show. <clears throat> well, you know, don't don't want to get mistaken for classy, especially when I'm answering questions like this. <clears throat> yep, that's not a great chaser for hams. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> Maybe but the uh, other way I, around. <laughs> Yeah, mm. um, I'd probably be in the same order that you chose, Kidder. I, I'm not, I've never been a Vince Russo fan, although Jim Cornette can be awfully irritating. Like he's a brilliant mind and knows his wrestling history, uh, but. Just his voice just kind of grates on me a little bit after a while. And he's always so angry. Yeah. Mm. Dally replied with, uh, I hope you don't kiss your mother with that mouth. Here we go. Thanks for joining the show. <laughs> All right, let's get done with the show so we can go to bed before uh, we both uh, pass out here. So this one was a cluster, but it was a really good match. All right, 27 minutes, 50 seconds in length. <clears throat> They're going all over the place. They're going up and down. Uh, right away, all three of them basically took out MJF. And this happened several times, okay? Lots of back and forth throughout the first 15 minutes of the show. Uh, I should also mention that in Sammy Guevara's entrance, Ty Mello came to the front of the ramp with him and they did the flash card entrance like they used to. They said they have some big news and Ty Mello is pregnant. So there you go. She is because I think Penelope Ford is or was pregnant. Uh, Carmella is or was pregnant. And I don't know if there's anybody else at the moment who may be having a baby in the uh, wrestling world there from the ladies. But, um, yeah, there you go. So there's that. <clears throat> Congratulations, Sammy and Ty. Okay, so I'm going to skip basically, I don't know, most of the match because it's all over the place. If you get a chance to watch some of the clips from it, uh, on you know the legitimate channels because of course if we post anything on our channel 
sharing highlights in a free use ability, you know, copyright, respective, we would still get banned. So, here we are later in the match. They're, they're still going after each other. At one point, they each put each other into their submission move. Oh, hey, thanks for the uh, like and subscription. Uh, Dally Pool joining us from Belfast, Ireland this uh, morning for you. So top of the morning in the uh, Irish breakfast. Thanks for the subscription and for uh, enjoying some of our banter. <laughs> I'm glad somebody does, and that's what this is all about. So have a pint for us of some tasty beer. Straight from Ireland, uh, if you would. All right, so here we go. Uh, huge Destroyer on Darby from MJF. And then uh, Panama Sunrise by Sammy onto Darby. And then a Running Destroyer by Jack on Sammy. And then another Destroyer by Darby on MJF, a Panama Sunrise. And then we are going back and forth. And again... 2.999999 repeating, of course. Jungle Boy then slides out to the outside. Darby drags him into the corner where he runs and clotheslines Jungle Boy and MJF over the barricade. Darby goes up top. Sammy catches him. And then an avalanche Spanish fly to the outside that takes out MJF and Jungle Boy on the floor. Everybody starts crawling back into the ring. Everybody is then... Throwing fists at each other. MJF uh, ends up deciding to poke everybody in the eye. Because they're all all standing. <laughs> that's racist, yeah. That's funny. Because that's one of the things we say on this show all the time. Uh, have a good breakfast over there anyway. Do that to start. <laughs> so... Uh, this this spot with all three of them standing in the row and MJF poking their eyes out, I thought was like the the Three Stooges, except there were four of them, and it was kind of a, a terrible moment to be completely honest with you. But all three of them ended up standing up and triple super kicked MJF, so the payoff was okay. Darby and Jack held MJF for Sammy. He did a diving cutter off the top. Darby hit a code red and then a northern lariat by Jungle Boy. So all of them going for these different combinations. Just just a great, great row of uh, a sequence of events. That's, that's the, the phrase I'm working on. So... They start pinning and trying to do what they can, but obviously we're still not to the end of the match. So, Sammy finishes the sequence with a huge implant DDT on Jack. As Darby hits the code red, Darby looks for the coffin drop from the top, but MJF, yes, hits the rope. He falls down onto his mini skateboards and is stuck to the top of the turnbuckle for a bit. Then suddenly, huge blonde bombshell off the top by MJF. Jungle Boy runs in, tries to pin everybody, but he gets two count on everybody as he's going in circles. The official also running circles and trying to keep up. Then, 
giant cutter off the top from Sammy on Jack. Then a low blow by MJF to Sammy because that's legal in the fatal four-way. MJF goes uh, off to the side, grabs his dynamite diamond ring, and Darby comes out of nowhere and smashes him in the back with the skateboard and then finally hits the coffin drop. He gets a headlock takeover by Darby, but Jack breaks that up. Darby is mad, and now suddenly they're going at it. MJF grabs the Triple B, not this show, just the belt. He looks to hit Jack with it, but Sammy clotheslines him over the top rope. Jack catches the title belt. He's looking at it. He's thinking about hitting Darby Allen with it, but Darby uh, stands up. Jack is perplexed and decides, no, I can't do that. Throws it down to the side, and Sammy clotheslines him over the top. So, running knee on Sammy to Darby, uh, then uh, Sammy grabs Jack, hits, uh, tries to go for the, the GTH. Darby dumps Sammy to the outside, comes off the top of the cop and drop, but MJF puts the title on top of Jack as Darby is in midair. Darby blasts his head on the title, knocks him out because the title is... Uh, the 99,000 uh, points of immediate damage and instead knocks him out. Headlock takeover by MJF on Darby and that's it. One, two, three. Yes, winner and still AEW World Heavyweight Champion MJF. Uh, Dally Pool is uh, having a Guinness. And it's okay. Thanks for interrupting and and commenting because uh, we appreciate it and appreciate you uh, following the show. Yeah, uh, you know, top of the morning. So I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Kinder, this is the one match that I, I wish I would have gotten to see because uh, yeah. I I think this one would have been good. Yes, and. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very disappointed. Um, I'll have to I'll have to check it out, check out some highlights and such. Um, so far, this sounds like the match of the night. Uh, yes, you know, and that's that's some high praise because uh, you know that FTR match also sounded really good as well. But yep. I, I think this one was just probably slightly better. <laughs> there was a lot more innovation happening here but i mean it's everybody against everybody so i think that that's what made this better than the ftr match i mean it's a tag match there is some shenanigans the guitar nah. but anyway <clears throat> that's that 27 minutes 50 seconds almost what we spent talking about it even though i skipped about half of the match <laughs> so we'll see what happens because i think this uh, even though MJF retained, all of them were elevated by their performances in this match. Uh, they all put on a great show, and as I kind of hinted to earlier in, in our little show here with Sammy Guevara, uh, this was proof that he can actually do a lot of great things by himself, and while he's still attached to the Jericho Appreciation Society, uh, he can still put on some uh, fantastic content and hopefully no. not be a dick. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do next for MJF. Uh, because, I mean, this is basically just taking out four of his, you know, potential opponents. It'll be interesting to see what they decide to do and uh, spit it off. and It'll make watching, like, Dynamite interesting. Yeah. Just see what they do. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for the comment there, too. He, he, uh, Dallypool didn't get to see the show and uh, wasn't easy to find, so he is enjoying uh, being here. So thanks for being here because we couldn't do this without you. So if uh, you're watching the show, if you'd like, subscribe. We appreciate it. Join us in the comments for your... Uh, Final predictions, because we have one more match, Howard Blues. It's the 12th of the night. My question is, are you ready? Uh, yes, I am so excited to get this last one done so I can go to sleep. And, uh, <clears throat> okay. you know. So, so this is anarchy in the arena. It's 27 minutes. Justin Roberts comes on there is the dapper yapper himself and ladies and gentlemen this is your second main event of the evening and shit's about to get real <laughs> i should also mention in the last match uh, because that swearing reminded me that mjf uh it was hilarious to listen to in that match because he was dropping f-bombs and and uh, saying shit and right before he get blasted. And it, it was comical to me just watching that. So first out is the elite. That is Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and Hangman Adam Page versus the BCC Blackpool Combat Club. Brian Danielson, John Moxley, uh, Lee. Claudio Castagnoli and Wheeler Yuta. I went with the BCC for the win on this. You know, Kidder, that's a <clears throat> that's a good pick. That's who I would go with. Uh, uh -oh. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, currently, in our prediction game standings, we're tied. And damn it, we can't end this on a tie. You mean you don't have more to drink? No. So, <laughs> all right. So, uh, for that reason, I will be a good sport. I will take the elite, uh, just so that we can have a winner tonight. Yeah, because f the elite. <laughs> so, uh, it, my my heart's with the black uh, Blackpool Combat Club, but I'll take the elite for this game, and. Uh, <laughs> We'll see how that works for me. Sure. I, uh, it, you know, to some degree, I have to agree with uh, Dally Pool here. That uh, says he says that Justin Roberts is terrible and almost as bad as Samantha Irwin in WWE. <clears throat> uh, I'm not a huge fan of of her announcing or commentate or announcing ring announcing, just because of how she does it. And Justin Roberts says, the, eh! and, which I'm not a huge fan of either. But we all can't have uh, 
Uh, help me out there, Jayco. Uh, our uh, Mauro Ranallo on commentary. We we can't have him because he's not doing the commentary. And then uh, our other uh, favorite ring announcer. I can't remember what his name was off the top of my head. I'd have to. I don't know. I'd have to scour Twitter for for him. There, there's been some decent ones. Yeah. Um, Lillian Garcia should come back. Oh, I thought you might go all the way back to like Howard Finkel. Well, he's dead. <laughs> Wait, damn it! Uh, unless AI is going to create his voice and and make make the thing happen every time, everywhere, then sure. But damn it, man, we can't tote his casket around and put a microphone up to his poor dead lips because he's dead and buried. <laughs> I'm just saying, out of like it just you were naming like commentator or announcers we'd prefer. Just throwing that out there. I, well, I understand. I'm not saying you can still do it. Oh, I oh, mean, oh. I'm living in the real world. I'm not living in some kind of twinkle toe fantasy land here. I listen, actually met Howard Finkel. Okay, I, I, I know, but it's, I, listen, I would, I would enjoy the Fink coming back to life and doing it. Although it'd probably be like. And and then that just gets super weird. So, no. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. The yeah. rantings of one a.m. Yeah, jump the shark. So carry on, wayward son. There it is. The elite. They're out to the ring. Then they cut to the stage, and a band has showed up. <laughs> Where did they get these guys? The lead singer is, or at least uh, what what I thought. Oh, hey, that that's very true. Uh, they brought uh, Tupac back in virtual reality, so let's bring back the Fink. Yeah, carry him everywhere. Turn down the lights. Carry me home. Um, <clears throat> let's see. So this guy, it it's. It's like a Jason mask almost that's painted black and the red strip down from the nose and it I don't know. They named the band and I'm like, "Who?" And I know a lot of bands. <laughs> and for me to go, "Who?" And they're supposed to be a rock band. That's you know, We'll leave it at that. So anyway, they're playing Wild Thing. And just like last year when they uh, ended up accidentally putting Wild Thing on repeat for eight minutes or nine minutes, that's basically what the band did here. The band kept playing. It was kind of funny because they ended up playing. Well, everything went nuts because... Just like last year, there's stuff over here. There's stuff over there. There's everything over there. People are blasting each other, and, and then suddenly everybody's bleeding. So we'll fast forward. Uh, Adam Page and uh, Brian Danielson are across from each other in the ring. And if you remember from our last discussion at some point where... Adam Page had the screwdriver to the eye and had to have the patch. Well, suddenly, he takes off the patch. Brian Danielson goes, what? Yeah. It, it, 
Nah. Anyway, they start blasting each other, and then Don Callis comes out to the ring because we know from two weeks ago when he turned his back on Kenny Omega. How dare he? So Adam Page ends up with a screwdriver, but Yuta chop blocks him. Matt takes a chair to Claudio. Kenny starts blasting Moxley with a chair. The Elite hit punches on uh, all of the people because now they're all in the ring. And then suddenly, because all, f all eight of them are in the ring, there's a quadruple super kick party! Yes, the band is still playing. Suddenly, <clears throat> there's a four-way Terminator dive. And then the announce desk blows up. Moxley is bleeding. Yes, he was the first to bleed in the match. The monitors are gone. They can't. The commentators can't watch what's happening. So Taz is more blind than uh, normal. Bucks have to take to the ramp, and this part was the funniest part because the young Bucks are walking up the ramp toward the dude as he's singing "Wild Thing." He unzips his leather jacket, and he's wearing a black. Pool combat club shirt and he's pointing to his shirt like he's um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the dude's name he used to play for the Gophers that we hate who plays for the Jets now but <laughs> doing like the shirt pop anyway best thing uh, Blake Wheeler that's the guy's name thank yeah. you <clears throat> I just had to look at you and think and you just shot the the the, the thought process over anyway matt the jackson brothers stereo super kick the guy <laughs> blast him he's laying on the floor and the band is kind of like meh, meh, meh. all right and they leave so there's no more music all right so here we are Back down toward the ring, Moxley is getting hit by a piece of the desk, uh, the shroud, uh, by Kenny Omega. Matt and Nick dive off the stage to Yuta and Claudio. Then there's a double clothesline in the ring, and Omega and Moxley are taken out. Locomotion Northern Lights, Matt Jackson takes Yuta all the way to the top of the ramp. Claudio tries to stop it, but Nick sprints all the way down and takes him out with a huge dive. And then a power bomb in the apron by Paige. Danielson and Paige are in the middle of the ring. At this point, they're hitting each other with pairs. Uh, uh, everybody else starts taking their own turns to go elsewhere through the arena. Moxley sends Kenny Omega through the double or nothing poker chip up by the ring. Uh, apron area, uh, not the ring apron area, the uh, entrance ramp area. Claudio and Matt are up on the mezzanine, and now they turn over the poker chip, and it's covered in barbed wire. So Moxley suplexes Kenny Omega onto it. One. Claudio hits the big swing on Matt in the concession area and throws him into a garbage can. Moxley gets the rear naked choke on Kenny Omega, but Omega flat backs Moxley and throws him backward onto the barbed wire. <clears throat> yeah. Yuta's now inside the ring with uh, Hangman Page, who is suddenly bloody, trying to actually wrestle. And then there are some odd things 
uh, hanging out of Moxley's back that looks like a bunch of broken glass pieces and cuts from the aforementioned barbed wire. So uh, now, Brian Danielson's trying to bounce Nick Jackson's head off the concrete next to the ring. Uh, he hits a regal knee to Omega by Moxley on the outside again as they're trying to make their way toward the ring. Claudio and Matt are now in the parking lot, loading ramp area. Claudio threw Matt into the back of a white Ram pickup truck. I don't know why there was a Ram pickup truck parked the way it was parked in the middle of the ramp, but there it was. It was also registered out of California, even though they were in Las Vegas, Nevada. No idea what is happening. So... They're going back and forth with the camera shots, and it's kind of hard to keep an eye on everything because they're not even using boxes like the multi-screen like we do here because then you can watch Howard paint the entire time that I ramble. <clears throat> so, you know, we're smart about things. So anyway, uh, they co cut back to the ring, and suddenly there's a leaf blower in the ring. Yeah, I don't know where they got it either. But Wheeler Yuta grabs it, and Moxley hits a neckbreaker heart attack onto the leaf blower. <laughs> Moxley, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, who brought a leaf blower to a wrestling event? I mean, I, okay, get it right. It went from suck to blow. Well, I, I was just going to ask, do they like shoot a bunch of confetti at the end? Like maybe this was like the cleaning crew. They're like going to leaf blow all of the confetti, you know, at the end into a pile. After Jamie Hayter uh, uh, lost, there there was a, a little bit of it. But then after Chris Statlander surprised Jade Cargill and beat her, there was a bunch more confetti. So there was some confetti around the ring area. I just figured that any of the cleaning crew people would not have any of that anywhere near that. So, I mean, I'm just throwing it out there as a suggestion, you know, it's mm -hmm. a, or a, a thought, to, but anyway, yeah. <clears throat> thank you for letting me take a drink. You know, Let's I get a little parched. I, 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 I felt it all the way over here. It's true. You need a drink too. So, I'm, I'm almost done with his hams. Oh, almost. Moxley ends up uh, trying a pile driver with Adam Page on the apron, but Page counters and hits the dead eye. Then Kenny Omega pulls a garbage can lid out from somewhere and is holding it like he's Captain America. He takes out Yuta, but Claudio hits a pop-up European uppercut and pulls the trash can lid off of his arm. And there's a rising knee by Nick Jackson to Danielson, a clothesline to Wheeler Yuta, a lariat by Moxley, and the gotch-style pile driver to Nick, and a two-count. A rich a wrist clutch stop, stomps by Moxley. I'm getting really tired. Uh, and a single leg crab, and then transitions into a Boston crab, does not get the tap there. Yuta locks in a cross face. By God, coming back from the dead, it's Chris Benoit. No, just kidding. It's Wheeler Yuta on Nick. Matt Jackson makes his way down to the ramp because he's gone, come out of the 
rear bed of the truck somehow. Uh, hits a super kick to Moxley, but then here's an odd part of the match because he got something rigged up like a mini explosive. And so he does a super kick and it explodes on the side of Moxley's face. So not only did they do the old thigh slap with the super kick, but they literally blew something up on the side of his face. All right. So more super kicks to Yuta, and then Paige comes up, hits the buckshot lariat out of nowhere with a two count. Claudio and Danielson pull Matt's boot off. That's where that explosion came from. And then Moxley comes back up with a bag of thumbtacks. Moxley drops. <laughs> this was funny. He drops Matt Jackson feet first, exposed on the foot and leg. And he now has, uh, according to Taz, about 6,000 tacks in his foot. And then he corrected himself to, well, maybe 600. So... Uh, heel hook by Danielson, but Nick ends up hitting a senton instead. Then a cutter by Moxley to Nick Jackson. A snapdragon by Kenny Omega to Moxley. And a Ricola bomb countered by Omega and a V-trigger to Claudio. Then the psycho knee by Danielson. And then again, a psycho knee off to the side there. Mm -hmm. It's a good a good series of events. Hammer and Anvil elbows because all members of the BCC are in there. They brought in all the members of the elite, and so they are going to town. Matt ends up hobbling around the ring because the thumbtack's in his foot, but Moxley comes over and hits him in the family jewels with a low blow. And then he's on the ground. They open up Matt's mouth and throw thumbtacks into his mouth, and Claudio hits him with a European uppercut. And the thumbtacks go spewing out like Triple H spew in the water. <clears throat> so, <sighs> Paige and Omega are the only ones uh, there for the elite. Brawl continues, they're fighting back. They go for a back suplex by Page to Moxley. On to the tax. That's got to hurt. Danielson with yes kicks to both Kenny Omega and Page, but Page hits the dead eye. Then suddenly Kenny Omega out of nowhere at the one-winged angel to Danielson in the middle, but Yuta makes the huge save before it can be the three count. Yuta now takes on Kenny Omega and Page by himself, but it's Elbow City. They're now chopping as well. Kenny Omega is going back and forth, chopping everybody along. Shooting star by Page in a moonsault to the outside, but Page takes out Claudio Castagnoli. What do we got? Uh, Deli Pool uh, says Jim Cornette uh, usually gets him his fix for uh, wrestling, but we uh, laid it down. So thanks. Uh, he also says that we deserve a million views, so I appreciate that, too. <clears throat> Thank you very much, and uh, hope you'll be back, too. Thank you for that. Just want to throw that out right away before we move too far, because this isn't over yet. 
There's a shooting star by Page and a moonsault to the outside by Page, and he takes out Claudio Castagnoli. But now Don Callis walks over and distracts Kenny Omega, and Yuta stabs Page with a screwdriver. Kenny Omega hits a one-winged angel to Yuta into the tax, but Callis breaks it up. Callis is about to get blasted, but suddenly... Takeshte comes in. He's here. He runs into the ring, hits a jumping knee on Kenny Omega, and then Omega gets a screwdriver to the face by Yuta and puts him into the seat belt. And that's it. BCC picks up the win. There it is. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. It, uh, it was very brutal. Everybody, including one of the officials, ended up bleeding. <laughs> Howard, how do you feel on that? How do you feel about officials bleeding during the match? Um, <laughs> I don't know I, what he got hit by. But he was... You know, um, I, at least that's something a little bit more believable about an you know, official being injured instead of the... You know, the slight, <laughs> yeah. oops, I bumped you. Oh, you know, as you normally get. Yeah. Um, although I, I, I do kind of feel sorry for him because, uh, you know, you're the official. You probably shouldn't be the <laughs> bleeding at the end of right. the match. It, so. it, it was also the, the older bald guy official for uh, AEW, and I can't recall his name off the top of my head, but uh, I don't. I have no idea how, how he got his injury so it is what it is but after the match the music is playing and uh, Don Callis takes off his belt and starts strangling Kenny Omega with his belt then uh, Blackpool Combat Club standing there and uh, Claudio puts Wheeler Yuta up onto his shoulders and there it is and right behind them was Don Callis and uh Takeshita or Takeshita, Takeshita, you know, that's, uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, this match just sounds like it was crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just like last year. I mean, that one was all over the place because if I remember that was Blackpool Combat Club and the Jericho Appreciation Society last year. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it sounds like it would be fun to watch. Yep. Although that's, a bit chaotic. That's another one if you get to, to see the clips. Yeah. So yeah. that wraps up AEW Double or Nothing 2023. I also have to say, because we are here, you know, second, well, technically the third night in a row because we do our normal shows Friday nights. And then yesterday we had uh, WWE's Night of Champions. And then this show, overall, between this show and WWE Night of Champions, I would pick this show for being better overall and having more entertaining moments. Production value can still get a little bit better. However, I mean, they do have these bitchin' graphics, you know, they're, they're shiny. Look at that. They got, like, lens flares shooting through. The letters are 3D. Look at that. They got a lens flare, uh, uh, a sprite flying through. Like, it's good. I like it. 
So, there's my th- there's my thoughts on that. Uh, they still use the same lower thirds as the normal show, which are very clean. I still wish they would put them up longer so you could read the 20 pieces of text that's on there. Also, get uh, just like WWE, get a better opening video, make it more of a feature, because they only do four of these a year, so I think that would be uh, very important. <clears throat> and uh, make the music transitions a little bit better. And tonight it sounded a little better versus the herky-jerkiness between entrances of their normal shows, but there's still room to improve. <clears throat> Closing thoughts on uh, any of that, Howard, uh, last night versus tonight. Uh, you know, out of the, the two, um, there's definitely matches I'd like to see from both shows. Uh, but I think that there's more I would like to see out of this one. The Night of Champions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, give you that. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, Kidder, my only other final thought uh, of this is, of course, the score at the end of it, uh, the prediction game. Of course, uh, most people probably have figured it out. Uh, I took second place with my risky pick. Uh, ended up with eight, correct? And, uh, Kidder, you are the big winner of the night. Uh, with nine, so you have bragging rights, good sir. Uh, that, I, I don't held think it. they're doing I, that show anymore. I well, I, that's <laughs> that's why we could that's why we could claim it, Gitter, because they don't do that anymore, and uh, that means that I held bragging rights for roughly twenty four hours <clears throat> or so, give okay. or take a couple. So you know, got to keep track. You know, eventually we'll have like the shortest reign of writing rights but yeah all right well kidder it is officially 1 30 in the morning uh you've been doing a lot of the talking and uh it's time we wrap this up and put a nice tidy bow on our uh epic yeah. weekend of content creation i mean truthfully i would love if we could get the transporter or something right now uh materialize ourselves over in Belfast, so then we could have a, a pint with uh, Dally Pool because, I mean, breakfast, Ireland, a pint, be a great way to finish off all of this. <laughs> I mean, it, sleep is also good, but I mean, you can't turn down a pint of fresh Guinness in Ireland. And, and, you, and, and while I agree with that, Kidder, uh, you're not the one with kids who are going to get up in like. <clears throat> Five hours. So, I got a coloring book somewhere. Just, just <laughs> rip it in half and give them each a couple crayons. Here you go. Doesn't work that way. Doesn't <laughs> work that way. Uh, anyway, we've been talking for quite a while. Let's wrap this up. And to do that, I get to run through our cheap plugs that we do at the end of every show. So, to start off, uh, thank you all for tuning in, listening. If you want more content from the Triple B, you can start by going to beerbluesbs.com. That is our home in cyberspace. It is where we post all of our content. It's where it all ends up and with links to where you can find it all. So beerbluesbs.com, great place to start. And while you're there, if you wish to support the show, there's a couple of options on how you can do that. We have our buy a beer, buy us a beer program. That's right. 
it's basically a fancy way of saying, hey, we have a donation button. But it allows you to purchase a beer uh, for us, the hosts. And, uh, you know, then, hey, we get to call you out, give you a shout out on the show. Thank you for being the sponsor of our What's on Tap segment. And, uh, hey, if you leave a comment when you make your purchase of that, we'll even read that out. And uh, you can have some fun interacting with us and controlling the show. It's great. Uh, also on BeerBluesBS.com, we have our merch store. So you can click on the little merch button at the top and uh, get yourself some merch. It's a great way to support. We have all sorts of fun slogans and such that you can find on T-shirts, hoodies, pint glasses, and uh, the, the occasional shower curtain, which is still weird that we sell those. But all of it is there at BeerBluesBS.com. And, uh, hey, this is a live stream. We have been started live streaming our wrestling content to get it out there sooner. And uh, so, hey, if you're into that sort of things, there's a couple other places. You can, of course, donate to us at Streamlabs. Or we even have a merch store through Streamlabs as well. So make sure you check out those if you're, again, wanting to support the show. But hey, if you just want more of us, more free content, we got lots more to give you. Of course, these wrestling reviews, they're kind of a special thing that we do when the pay-per-view or the live premium events come up. But we have a main show, Beer, Blues, and BS. And of course, you can find that on all of the audio podcast streaming services out there. Whether you're into Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it, we're out there. And so you can download the show, take us with you on your next road trip, or if you just need something to listen to. It's a great show of two good brothers sitting down and shooting the breeze while drinking some brews. That If you enjoy seeing our happy, smiling faces, which, I mean, most people... Yeah. <laughs> But you can, of course, find the video versions of the podcast on YouTube. Just search for Beer Blues MBS. And, uh, hey, man, we put out a good one here just recently with episode 112. It's a one-of-a-kind thing that will probably never happen again. So make sure you check that one out. Uh, let's see. Besides that, we do participate in social media. Uh, Kidder has uh well he's the better one at social media i'm not that great <clears throat> but you can find us of course on facebook just search beer blues mbs sometimes we post additional things there you know little insights sometimes uh we put things like in the case of the wrestling we put our match cards up there so you can start putting your predictions in and be part of the show in that sense so facebook we're also on instagram the gram uh but again, just another place to get a little bit extra content from us. So that's there. Hmm. Mm -hmm -hmm. What else? What else have I not plugged? Um, hmm. If you're looking for music and you're on Spotify, you can check out the Killer Kidder show. I haven't mentioned that one in a while. You know, but he's got hours of music there. Make sure you check out that. And with that, I think that's enough rambling. I think that's enough plugs. So to say the three things that we end every show with, Please make sure that you keep your beer at least half full. You know, that way there's always plenty. And, uh, hey, I hear that there's going to be free beer tomorrow. It's an unsubstantiated rumor, and so take it out with a grain of salt. And, of course, we hope to see and catch all of you 
next time down the old old one thirty nine in the morning Tuscan Highway. Double or nothing. Yeah. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Smash that sub button. <laughs> Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs>